right. Well, I'm excited what the Lord's going to do. I want you to just turn in your Bibles to Revelation 22. Preaching from the back of the Bible to the front. No, I'm not. I'm just pretty much sticking here. Revelation 22. And we're just going to look at um, verses 1 through 5, although I will fish around around the scripture a little, and I have some other things to add. And uh, how many know that God wants to release the pure flow of heaven in the earth in these times? I truly believe that. And the one who sits on the throne is the one who we receive the pure flow of heaven from. And I, I, I just want to, we want to glorify, we want to magnify Jesus in all things tonight. And I, I truly feel like the Lord has some uh, things that he wants to uncover. <laughs> How many know that the book of Revelation is uncovering, it's unveiling Jesus to us. And, and I truly believe that tonight that the Lord has something spectacular for us as a church, something that he wants us to grow in. And I look at these, you know, I, I think of the last, the last chapter of the Bible as it's, it's already been over, it's finished, it's complete, but I feel like it leaves us with a, huh. And, I, and I, truly, I truly believe that the Lord has things within the book of Revelation. We always think of it in the end time scheme, and I do believe that it, that it does pertain to all that and what God is doing in the end times. But I do want us to look at what the purpose of this scripture here is because I feel like there's three things that the Lord wants to highlight for us tonight. One is the river. One is the, the, the leaves, the trees of healing, the tree of life. And the last thing is the glory of God because I truly believe that the glory, that the Bible says that the glory of the Lord is increasing. The increase of his kingdom is happening right now. And as we sit here right now, there's a rising of the kingdom, there's a rising of the anointing, there's a rising and a breakthrough coming for your life right tonight if you, if you, if you come with expectation and faith to receive it, right? So every time we gather, it's not in vain. Every time we come together, we, we're, we're together and growing and believing that God's bringing the equity of the kingdom up. I'm going to talk about it in financial ways tonight because I just feel like there is such a richness of God's presence and just even in this, because I always thought, oh, it's the last chapter of the Bible. I'm I'm this is like, it's game over. But there's, there's clues to say that this may be something for us now. I just want us to consider it. I just want us to think about that maybe some of the things in Revelation chapter 2 could be for us right now, in this time. <laughs> Are you good? All right. So there's a pure, pure flow of God's presence that's coming to us. And the Lord is presenting us to a, with a, an incredible challenge. How many like to be challenged by God? Oh, come on, somebody. You want to be challenged by heaven, and heaven's challenging you every day. And so I want you to just be in a posture tonight, and there's a fresh dimension of the healing flow. There's a fresh dimension of understanding the superfood of heaven. <laughs> I was listening to Mike Bickle. Uh, actually on portion of this, and he talked about the superfood. I'm kind of going completely away from his teaching because I can't keep up with that guy on certain things. But there was uh, something that he expressed about the superfood of heaven. How many want to be chomping on the superfood of heaven? You ever see that? Oh, man, that green stuff. What is that? It is superfood, right? It's just green, intensified, like vitamins, all kinds of stuff. And I've been watching some workout videos. These guys are savages. You ever watch them? They take the scoop and they... Whoosh, and then they chase it. I'm like, I don't know. God wants to infuse you tonight. Can I say that? God wants to infuse your life. He wants to infuse it with healing. 
He wants to infuse it with the tree of life. And if we just, just begin to eat from the tree of life, that superfood will bring healing. We'll, we'll, it, it takes everything, everything we lack, and pulls us into another dimension. Can we just start eating from the tree of life and not the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Oh, because there's so much being served from the tree of knowledge that we, you know, you, you, you're nibbling on it all the time. You just don't realize it. If you, depending on what you're, you're looking at, what you're listening to, what you're reading, we always try to tend to get something outside of the word of God, the, the, the dimension of heaven wants to be completely, it wants to incapacitate you so that your flesh doesn't know what to do. How many want to be there? Yeah. Okay, because I feel like we can go there tonight if, if we just step into it. So, so I'm just going to read this. Revelation 22, verse 1 starts like this. He showed me a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was a tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. Now, I just have to stop there for a minute. If this is the end of the book, this is not somewhere off in the millennium reign of Christ because everyone would be healed. All the nations would have already been healed. Can I challenge you with that? I don't know. I just read the language and I was like, well, wait a second. God's serving this as an unveiling of Jesus for the church, that we would step into our, our bridal uh, love with him and God would begin to open things up to us that we would stand and we would live from the place of pure adoration of Jesus and in such a way that we would grasp and understand what the pure river flow that comes from his throne. There's no longer a temple in Ezekiel. It, 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 there's the same. In Ezekiel 47, there's the same scene, but it's the temple. Can I say that John may have had a greater revelation or, or an unfolding of a revelation that Ezekiel did have, but now we're seeing it in this way that, that it, the pure flow comes directly from one place, the throne of God, where the lamb is seated and his place is there. And we watch him and we keep our eyes on him and we, we, we receive that flow that comes from heaven's throne. Amen. And then it says this, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and, the, and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And let me just say that for a minute, just stop on serve, because if we really translate that, it says ministering before him. The word is ministering before him, and this is, this is how you want to conduct your whole life, right? We serve the Lord. But the idea is that I minister to him. And in my ministry to him, I can't help but do good works. I can't help but go heal the sick. I can't help but go pray for the sick and they recover. I can't help but go declare uh, deliverance over the captives. I can't help it. It just happens. And uh, I want us to understand that there's a flow coming from heaven that God wants to... Wants us to just be right in front of him, just let it flow through us. Just like the river in Ezekiel, that they stepped in, that it says that he stepped in ankle deep. And can I say this, that as we step into this river, even tonight, as we step into the river of God, as we step into where his pure flow is, there becomes, a, we're stepping in and we're stepping closer, but it comes to our knees and, and at our knees, I believe, at your knees, every knee, every knee, every knee shall bow, bow every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. God wants us to be in complete Remember, Paul said this, I bow my knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He wants us to be in this posture of servanthood, of, of it says that they serve, that we minister before him. Listen, there has to be that place that Fernando brought up even at the beginning of service. There's a place where we live out of this uh, lifestyle of humility that allows the Holy Spirit to come. Someone may know a little more than you. <laughs> the Holy Spirit may know a little more than me. You know, the Lord knows more than, than you or I, and he wants us to posture our hearts in humility. I say this because sometimes, sometimes, I'll speak to myself. I want to resist what God's doing. I want to shrug it off as saying, ah, I'm not ready for that. I don't like the uncomfortable thing that God wants to pull me into. And God wants to pull everyone into an uncomfortable place. I know we like comfort. I know our flesh loves comfort. But God's saying, come away, come with me. I'm going to show you greater things. And, don't know, and know this, that when we get before the Lord, listen, there is all comfort. I'm telling you, he, as long as he is with you, as long as he's beside you, as long as he's walking with you, you can go through hell. <laughs> you can go through the hardest places, but as the Lord is with you, you will certainly triumph. So I just want to look at it. And then it, verse 4 said this, And they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. That doesn't mean get a tattoo on your forehead. There shall be no night there, and they need no lamp, nor light of the sun, for the Lord gives, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And so the Lord wants us to take a look at this, and, and I really feel like there are these areas that the Lord is getting us ready to step into. I want you to look at a couple things with me. I want you to look at what the river is, is for us, that what we have to understand about the river, because the Lord wants us to step and stay in his river. He wants us to stay in the flow. Everyone say flow. flow. Thank you. I know you're with me. If we walk in the flow of God, if we step into that river, as I said, as we let ourselves not only go in knee deep or ankle deep, but we go in so that we're completely immersed in the river of God. There are so many things that the Lord says about the river. I want you to remember back. We're going, I did. I said, we're going back to Genesis 2 because we're, in Genesis 2, it says that there was a river that flowed from Eden. And those four, it was four rivers. It's actually, it speaks of the creative flow of God. But I want you to see that there's a few things that he says about these rivers. The river of God, it's, it's, the, it's the pouring forth. It's, it's actually, Pishon is one of those. P-I-S-H-O-N. It's one of the rivers, and it's, it's the pouring forth or the overflowing. And I want you to see that there is nothing that we lack with Jesus. Because Eden is what? Eden's what? Where are we if we're in Eden? You are in the presence of God. It is God's garden. It is where God is. And every place, the mountain is God's place. The Eden, Eden is God's place. Actually, the, the history tells us that it was the mountain of God that was in Eden. So if you look through like what the Jewish <laughs> meaning and the, what, the, what the tradition would say, it was the Eden was in this place, and it was lush, and it was pouring forth with water, right? And so it says that, really, Pishon is one of those things. It's, the water was pouring forth, the outflowing, the bursting forth is, is Gihon, is the bursting forth that comes from the fountains. And I want you to see all these things because there's something that the Lord said to us. Out of our belly flows what? River, rivers of what? Living water. What comes from the throne? Rivers coming from the throne, but what are beside the rivers? The trees that heal the nations. It's the leaves. It's the superfood that heal the nations, right? And then the, the next one was the uh, Hedekel. 
H-I-D-D-E-K-E-L. It means rapid and active movement. And then the Euphrates. We all know about the Euphrates, but it's about sweet water. Come on, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. I just want you to see all these things because there's something about the river because we want to be in the overflow. You want to live from the overflow. You want to live from the fountains. All my fountains are found in you. All of the fountains that God has for us are found in him. There's no other place. When the word is pouring forth out of us, it's the, it's the rivers of living waters that Jesus said, out of your belly, out of your innermost being, out of the place where I, I become and I habitate inside of you, that's where the rivers, that's where the flow of God comes. And we need to position ourselves. And then that, that pleasant tasting. How many want to drink from the river? Yeah. I mean, come on. I just want to drink from the river all day. There's, there's things that sustain you in that river that you, don't, that you know not of. There's things that sustain us in our daily walks from the river that God wants us to step into that we don't even understand. Heaven is Eden's abode, and we want to live. We want to abide where God is. And he abides in us. Yes, I know we have the Holy Spirit, but I'm talking about having our minds fixed and understanding and knowing that if in the flow of the river, God's joy is moving. How many want joy? How many want to live out of the place of joy? I need joy. You need joy to walk through these tumultuous days. You need to know where you can plug in and not be crabby and not be upset and not be uh, depressed. You need the joy of the Lord because that's your strength. You can't live from cisterns that aren't moving. You can't drink yesterday's water that's been sitting on the counter with lemon juice in it. Come on. I'm telling you, listen, we have to be in that place of active, teeming water. The water is always flowing. The only reason you don't feel it or sense it is because you step out of it. The only reason you're not drunk and happy and joyful is because you're not drinking of it. We don't know where our source is, and when we don't know where our source is, we're way outside of it, and we can't even step back in to get a cup. And God wants us to drink from the streams of living water. He wants us to drink from the place where God lives, that joy. Oh, I used to get drunk a lot. I still get drunk on the Holy Ghost. But I used to get drunk a lot, right? I just had a thought. But we used to use this expression, even, even in charismatic circles, right? It doesn't take much for a damp sponge. Come on, are you tracking with me? If someone would take a big drink in here, you'd find out that because you drink a lot, it takes a lot to sober up. And so then it just takes a little to get you back going. Oh, y'all are serious over here. I'm telling you, the Lord wants us to be in that place where we're drinking from the joy of the Lord, right? It's Psalms 46 that said this. It says, there is a river whose streams that make glad, what? The city of God. Where's the city of God? It should be right here. Come on, you house Jesus. You house God inside of you. You have this treasure in earth and vessels. You have, it inside, have him inside of you. And there's no other place to be other than drinking from that place. Oh, come on. Come on. I woke up. This is, here's, here's where I live, right? I'm like, God... He wakes me up at 4.20 this morning. I'm like, what am I doing awake right now? I take note. I can remember 4.20. It's an even number for me. So I go back to bed, and I get up. 
And the Lord just brought me to Psalm 42, which says what? As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs and thirsts for you in a dry and weary land. God is not wanting you to live to you to live in a dry place. He wants you to drink. He wants you to drink from the cup of his hand. He wants you to drink from that place where the cup overflows. It's the table that he sets before you in the, in the presence of your enemies. <laughs> there is such joy that we, need to under, we can grab hold of and live from because we think everything's coming against us when he's preparing us. He's prepared a table that we can have a banquet with him and we can eat and we can drink. I like it that the cup's overflowing. I like it that it's sloshing over. I like it that it's just splash, and it's God. And I don't have to worry because there's nothing that I'm missing. Even in hard times, listen, even in difficult times, God wants to see. He's calling the deep part of you to his, his deep. It's all Psalm 46. He's calling from the deep place. He's calling to you. Where is that? That's the depths of the river. That's where you get lost. That's where you can't get out. And God is wanting, the Holy Spirit, the Lord is wanting you to live from that place where your life is just flowing in the river and allowing him to take you to where your destination is. Don't get out. Don't step out. Don't step somewhere else. But I know this, that the Lord is really, he's, he instructs us and he directs us in that place. And by the water of the washing of the word, it says this, that he sanctifies us. Who's us? The church. I'm telling you. By the washing of his word, so that he can present us to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. What's that? That's Ephesians 5, right? So, and being holy and without blemish. Listen, we so need the water of God. We so need the river of God. We so need that, that place where he wants to flow. He wants to, listen, he's coming back for that church. Can I remind us? We are preaching out of the book of Revelation. There are two women in the book of Revelation. One is the bride, the spotless bride. That's you. I'm declaring it over you. The other is the harlot, the spirit of Jezebel, active and moving in the earth. Yeah, you should be afraid of that woman. Stay away from that woman. God is calling us to live from this place knowing that the washing of the word, that that which flows from his throne is, done, is given to us. It's just a matter of will you drink of it? Will you, will you swim in it? Will you drink of it daily? Because he wants to change things on the inside of us and I, I can't do it unless I take a cup. I promise you he wants to bring transformation on the inside so that we don't look like the harlot. I'm telling you, we're living from that place right now in history. That there's a clear separation of what the true church, the remnant looks like, and what the harlot looks like. Oh, they both show up on Sunday morning. Thank God we meet at night. No. I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. So I'm teasing. Come on, you know where I'm at. I'm saying this because, listen, there's a heart posture when we are in the river of God to receive, right? Receive from him. So there's this, there's this undeniable picture that I can't explain 
that I feel like the Lord is going to release such a healing movement in this hour. Like, you have not seen, we've seen great things in the 40s and the 50s. We've seen Alexander Dowie, we've seen the William Brams, we've seen the uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, we've seen Catherine Kuhlman, we've seen them all, right? You've se- but it's always, flown, it's always moved through one person or a few elite, and I, I believe that the Lord is getting us ready for right now, because God is saying, come to eat from the tree of life. Listen, I'm going to get back to this, because the reality is you must eat from the superfood. The superfood is the word of God. It is the tree of life. The superfood is the revelatory realm of the word of God that infuses us. It's the place where I don't go on my own understanding and I don't try and pull things out of out of a hat someplace, but God really is speaking loud and clear to the prophets. He's speaking loud and clear to those who are walking in a in a, a anointing to see the sick healed and the miraculous flow. So it says this, I'll just review this. In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12, 12 fruits. It's strange because if you listen to the language, it sounds like one tree. But then it says it's in three different places. So how many trees are there? And then it says 12 fruits. In the middle of the street, on the side of the river. Where are they? On the other side. I'm, I'm going to... Pr- <laughs> I'm going to say something to you. Maybe there's more than one tree. Ezekiel saw multiple. It's actually, Ezekiel uses the language of many trees. So I, I'm not even going to go with 12 trees. It's a good number. It's governmental. But I like 13 because it's infinite. Oh, I know. That's but I'm, I'm just encouraging you guys because here's the deal. God is wanting to, you to feed on the word of God. He's wanting you to drink from the realm of the spirit. He wants you to live from the place of the spirit and eat from the tree of life. And that it says that it, it, the river heals everything that it touches. Oh, not just one thing. It heals everything. Every place that river flows. So can I present to you this? Maybe you are the river. Maybe you are flowing in the earth and God's put you in this, in this time to see that the Holy Spirit brings forth this massive healing movement, this incredible global uh, outpouring that we just, we see healing, but there's a massive harvest because the miracles are, are moving. There's such a miraculous realm that's being uh, released by the, by the body, by the bride. It says that the leaves were for the healing of the nations. And really, if we look at the word, the word's ethnos. It's speaking of nations and nationalities and those things. But I I just want you to to keep in mind that God wants to blow up the earth with his glory. He wants the flow of the Spirit to come to you in such a way in this hour that nothing, that nothing, nothing will hold back what he has. And, And I love this because it says, and there was no more curse. Could it be that the pure, spotless bride would walk in perfection? I, I know I might be high, I'm putting the standard up high. But the Bible says that I'm, I'm perfect like my heavenly father is perfect. That means I walk in righteousness. I, I'm going to fulfill that. But there is a day. Everyone say a day. Because the right? Ephesians tells us that he gives us apostles, he gives us prophets, he gives us those five-fold ministry to do what? For the perfecting, for the maturation, for the raising up of the saints. That means when you're fully mature, you're perfect. Uh, I'm just going there. I have faith for it. I have faith that God can eradicate sickness and the curse that we walk 
listen, I was saying this last night, will God, will God do it again in this hour that the church itself is moving in such healing that none among us are sick? I think it's God's dream. I think it's the bridegroom's expectation that we would be a body. It says without spot or wrinkle. That means when the, when the lambs were brought before that they were perfect. They had no flaw. shall be no curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb of God shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. So we're going to be eating the superfood. How many want to eat the superfood? And I just think it's going to be unprecedented like we haven't seen in history. I just believe this. Let it be unto you according to your faith. I believe that God's going to begin to roll out such a movement of healing that it's going to bring in such a harvest. It is that billion soul harvest. That's one-sixth of the world right now, right? Or maybe one-seventh at this point. We're growing quick, right? But I believe that the... the I, here's what I'm believing. I'm believing we're seeing this because it does say it's, it's in the millennial... Uh, Millennial reign, the Lord's coming back for a pure, spotless bride. And so I believe there's going to be this incredible, undeniable supernatural power that's released to us. I know we see a hint of it, but I'm telling you, God has a way bigger scale than we even have, have in mind for. Do you believe that? I believe that, that there's places that God wants to pull us into. And it says that the, the, actually the word for cursed is, the, is accursed. It's the invocation of evil or injury against one's enemies. So that means the enemy is defeated. And that we're walking in this place where we've knocked down the enemy out of our lives. And that we move through the earth taking authority every place we go. I know, I'm out there tonight, guys. It's good, it's all right. Stretch you. Revealing, and I just want to talk about the pure light and the glory of God to end with, right? Because Revelation 21 and 24 says, And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and their honor to it. Now, Isaiah 61 speaks about the, the kings, the glory being uh, that the kings will come to the brightness of your glory right? And I believe this. I believe this. I believe this now as I was reading, because I'm reading. I keep reading like it's, it's already, but not yet. I keep reading in the book of Revelation. There's a part of it that we're supposed to partake of, and there's something that hasn't, hasn't happened yet. And so it says it right here. Read, read the language, and I'm reading out of the New King James as usual, but it says this, that the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. What is that pertaining to? That's pertaining to the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. <laughs> Can I just say, all of this, I think there's a literal, but I do believe there's a spiritual aspect that the Lord wants us to step into and reign in. Shall walk in its light. What is that light? It's the king. It's the glory. It's the, it's the father. It's his glory. It's the glory that flows from the throne and with purity and power. And there is no limitations when we, when we operate out of the glory. Are you all right? Yeah. All right. I kind of get shell shocking. I know it, it is some like, I'm not, it's, it's, a little, it's a little edgy tonight. It's okay. So the true bride, I talked about that, but... Psalm 17, 15 says, as for me, I will see your face in righteousness and I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. 
I shall see, as for me, I will see your face in righteousness. That means you, you're righteous. How many are righteous in the room? Raise your hands quick. <laughs> Making sure everyone's awake. No, I'm not. Y'all are awake. Holy Spirit wants us to realize your place, your identity. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. And in that, when you, when you come to see his face, it says, I'll be satisfied. And when I awake in your likeness, you're going to awaken into the likeness of Jesus. <laughs> What's the awakening about? What is this? Oh, everything's awakening. I know. Kingdom awakening, the global, global awakening, right? Everything's awakening. We're talking about being woke. No, you're not going to be woke. You're going to be awakened. Who's writing the narrative? Jesus is writing the narrative. I'm telling you, you're going to walk in an awakened state where you see the Lord high and lifted up and his train fills the temple. I'm telling you, his glory and his divineness is going to come into you and you're going to begin to walk in it. Look at your neighbor and tell them you are going to begin to walk in it. Just tell someone, convince yourselves, you are going to walk in the glory. You're going to walk in the power. You're going to walk in this place. 1 John 3 and 2 said, Beloved, now we're children of God, and it's not been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Do you think you have the full picture of Jesus yet? I definitely do not. That's why I got to bury my head in the river in the morning. Drown myself in the glory of God in the morning. I'm not kidding. I need to drown myself in the presence of God. You need to drown yourself in God's presence and flow. You need to drown yourself and begin to chew on superfood and devour the word of God. Devour scripture and release that which he gives you and it will flow out of your innermost being. I'm trying to memorize stuff. I'm trying to memorize scripture. It's difficult. It's difficult. I was never a good memorizer anyway. Not anymore in Jesus' name. Shabbat. But I want you to see that God's trying to move us. He's moving us past the veil. And I love this about the days that we live in because he's pulling open. He's opening the veil. He's opening so that we can slip in. Do you know the veil between heaven and what we know is the supernatural and where we are right now is so thin? And God's trying to open it so that we slip right in. And that can only come through the river. I'm, I'm, I'm going to beat it to death tonight. It's the glory of God. God wants to reveal himself. And so we are moving towards this place of transformational light and undeniable fruit coming from of it. Coming from it. And I believe this, and in this time, that the, when we read in the book of Revelation, chapter 5, and we see the, the ones, it says that the seven spirits are burning before the throne of God. Oh, guys, I'm going to go there. If Jesus has given me the seven spirits of God to live inside of me because it's portraying, it's a picture of the Holy Spirit, it's the, it's the fullness, it's the completeness, what would it look like if we went up and we sat before the throne of God? If we sat in front of the throne of God and we burned, come on, and something inside of us, we cannot get enough of Jesus, so the burning one inside of us would just be before the throne. There's going to be a manifestation of might, understanding, wisdom, and all these things that are going to come to you. It's called living in the glory. It's called living in the glory. It's called a place where we live from. It's where the glory is. It's where the glory is revealed. And so, why don't you help me? Is that good? 
I want us to live from that place. I want you to be hungry for that. I'm going to believe that the Lord is going to It's the light of God. It's the light of Jesus. It's a dimension that we've not been before. Come on, the 90s was the place of the river. I believe that there's been different flows and different manifestations of God's power surging on the earth. And I believe that we're living in this place with the light that flows from the, from the throne. It's the glory of God. It's the place of glory. And I felt like there was three dimensions of God's glory that's coming in this time. And the first was doxa. We know the doxa of God. It's the, it's the splendor. It's the it's the, the strength of who he is. It's the power of who he is. It's, it's actually the muscularity of God. It's the, it's the strength of who he is. And even some of us tonight, we need the strength of God to go into the, to the places that he's called us and to even step out of some of the traumas and all these things. We need the, the doxa. We need the glory to come and shift and change things in our lives. We need that dimension of God. Then we have there's a, the kabod of God, the, the weighty glory. It doesn't bring a weight of discouragement or anything like that. It's the weight. It's the presence. It's the thick. It's the tangible part of God. It's when he shows up in a room. Like some of you have walked in this place and said, wow. It, it was more real the first time when you first came in because you weren't familiar with it. But we get familiar with it, and I want us to get not familiar with it. Because we walk into a place and we, we go, wow, this is what I've been waiting for. And then 12 months down the road, six months down the road, we're like, I heard that before. I sensed this before. This is familiar to me. None of us, none of us are immune to that. Right? Because when you come in and you go, or you can go to even conference after conference after different event and you live on this high and, and, and there is there's a tangible presence, there's a tangible thing happening but I feel like the Lord's saying can this happen in a day to day in the mundane where my presence comes in such a way where I begin to move on your life and my weighty presence shows up in your bedroom in the morning. See, because if you wake up with the presence, everywhere you go, you sense God's doing something. And you say, I'm not there. That's okay. You're going to get there. I don't want to listen. I'm not going to say anything to discourage people. God wants to bring you up into that place. And he wants to release his strength on you tonight. He wants you to live from this place where you go, you know the strength of God. You know his power. You know that he's tangible. You know he's in the room and the electricity's moving. Listen, I need his weighty presence. That's the water. That's the river that I'm talking about. That's the way. Ever been, you know, when you, you're floating in the tub or, or laying in the, in the pond or in, in the in the salt water, wherever, you just feel the buoyancy, you feel the water, you can't move as quick, it's like slow motion, it's like you're in outer space or something, it is, it's like being gravity, without gravity, and God wants us to live from not a sensation, 
but the reality of knowing that we don't move the same in that realm. God wants to move us into a place where we're moving and living and being touched and discerning where we are. Listen, I've been in meetings where I could literally not get off the chair. Like such a weight. And there wasn't anything that would have like charismatically, I say that, is that even a word? That would have made me sense something like that. It was just because of words that weight fell on. It was probably because of what that person was carrying or what the whole group or what the Lord was bringing in on that time. And the Lord wants us to live in that realm where the glory comes and transforms us and changes us. There's things that there's no way I could do in my own strength. God wants to show up. And show off, but he's got to have a he's got to have a people that are postured, ready to receive it, right? Because when we're ready to receive it, it just will come. And and sometimes it's stretching us and it's conditioning us, and we we can't get right in, right? I'm just being honest, because I've been in seasons. Well, you could have done everything. Every charismatic trick could have happened, and I feel absolutely nothing. I'm talking about the throne of God and who he who sits on the throne tonight. There's always a pure flow that comes from heaven. There's always a pure flow that comes from his throne that will move us into another level if we just Some of us are trying too hard. Some of us do absolutely nothing. <laughs> Come on, there's two extremes. Some of us are straining, trying to sense something when it's got nothing to do with our feelings. And I know, I know that I know. God's saying, this is a dimension I want the church to move in. I want you to be filled with the Spirit. I want you to be filled and devour the leaves that heal the nation, the fruit that comes from the trees that I plant, a dimension that comes from, from heavenly places that we don't understand, we have no concept of, and we're learning, and you can't learn it from a book. Oh. You read what I read. It's throughout the Bible. If you study things out, it's the fruit that brings healing everywhere. It's, it's planted all along the side of the river. It feeds the river. It feeds the river. And the trees are fed by the river that flows from God. Just think of the ecosystem of all that. It's an atmosphere of heaven. And if we think of it in our natural mind, God, what do you, how do you, how do you, how does this go practically to my situation? I just come to the throne. I just sit as one of the seven spirits. No, all seven. Before the throne, burning. My love burns for Jesus. My passion inside cannot be quenched. I can't, I won't shut down because the burning fire of God is ignited inside of my life and I, I can't be shut off. It won't shut off. He won't shut, he won't shut it off. Because the closer I get, the more I get ignited. And so even if we're in close proximity and we don't sense it and we don't feel it, God, I promise you, he wants to bring you there. Not at me. He wants to bring me there. He wants to bring you there. And it's a dimension that we don't understand. Now, I say that again. And then there's the Shekinah. It's that light that was being talked about. The Shekinah glory. 
It's actually what Moses came in contact with. It's, it's what Jesus came in contact with when he went up into the mountain and the glory of God surrounded him and it changed the atmosphere, changed what Jesus looked like physically. He wants to change you not only on the outside, but on the inside, absolutely. And I don't know what it's going to look like in our community but I'm believing that the Lord's going to raise it up like a fire. So let's stand together for a minute. Just pray for some people. I just want you to close your eyes and just behold His radiance. Just close your eyes. Forget anyone around you tonight. Sometimes we get in church and we're so self-conscious about everything else around us that we miss what God's wanting to do. And I truly do believe that He's wanting to come with His radiance tonight. I believe He's wanting to come in aroma healing tonight. Now, maybe I don't know what you've gone through, and I don't know what condition you have. But I can, I can truly say this, that God wants to touch you tonight. That God wants to meet you tonight. That the river of God wants to come and overflow you, overtake you tonight. The fountain of God just pulling us with the currents of heaven. So just focus on his brightness right now, really. If you focus on his countenance right now, I'm just really... Work with me. So Lord, we thank you for your face. I thank you for a realm that we don't understand, but God, we look deep into your face right now. We look right to you right now. Because Jesus, you are the answer to what we need right now in these moments.